This is a Gorilla Podcast Network production. Welcome to the Late Night Potluck Show. Potluck Show. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Late Night Potluck Show, episode 25. I'm here coming at you from the Night Owl studio, hanging out here with Riel and uh, I guess uh, a special co-host, <laughs> my son, Anthony. Say hi. Hi. So uh, we got a cool, um, an awesome duel, um, something I can uh, relate to. Uh, we have the Senor Lechuga hot sauce on the table with some wings. We got a little treat, something different. Um, but let me, let's start off with going around the room. Real, what's on your mind? I can smell the sauce. You smell the sauce? Yes, <laughs> I've been looking at this. And honestly, on my way here, I was actually listening to the podcast. Nice, that's right. You started what, listening yes, to Yes, I, I finished up to episode seven already. So Nice, nice. Um... <clears throat> So, uh, how about you? Anything on your mind, Anthony? Your young buck? No, not really. All right, cool. <laughs> Listen, don't forget to follow us at Late Night Potluck Show on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, check me out, davesangrysauce.com and uh, davesangrysauce on Instagram. Um, let's just jump in. I have nothing. Just running around, staying busy. Um, but hey, let's just jump into our, our guest. Let me introduce you. Listen, this dual power duel, power couple, uh, basically our guests consists of a uh, uh, nico lechuga and lauren help Consenza. me out consenso is that Consenza. right consenso yeah <laughs> well thank you for joining us listen you guys have been recognized uh, over and over time and time again uh, uh being pressed on um featured on magazines you guys have done collaborations that you guys have been doing big things um but thank you for joining us senor lechuga how you guys doing Good man, really, really appreciate you having us on tonight and being able to talk to you guys on, on the late night podcast. So it's great to talk to fellow entrepreneurs. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, no, I, I've been so uh, I've been I've been in this venture probably a year, you know, and I, I you know, started searching up, up um, other, following other um, hot sauce companies, and and I found you know, Senor Lechuga, and you guys. Uh, did a pretty good marketing job uh definitely thank you like last time and just became a fan um so i appreciate you know you guys do a great job um um we go ahead so it seems like dave you have the same business as them which is the hot sauce how how did you guys two meet is like is like the common thing well it, it we never really officially met i just became a fan i always followed them oh, and fan. Okay. i've been wanting to get them on the podcast for some time and um we've always uh and we follow back yes yes that's great yeah so it's not a it's not a one-way thing no, no, too. Yep. like we, we people you know people who find us in the hot sauce community when we recognize that they're following us and we look at their stuff if it's a brand that seems like one that we can vibe with like we follow back and we support as well and yeah. so it's kind of a community like that so it's really cool definitely well it's great because like you know talking about support that uh, we've had different guests here and we're we're very much you know grateful for all those people who became our guests and same supported our products and when we give the love back so i guess that's something yeah. you know so before yeah, we get deeper really cool. I'm sorry go ahead I didn't mean to. 
No, no, I was just going to say it's very cool and a very like unique thing in the in the food community that we that we found um very unique in in food to to have different people that um are in the same space that wouldn't happen in other industries just so supportive of one another. It's Absolutely. great to be able to to talk to other brands, entrepreneurs, collaborate with them and uh yeah, be able to share these these late night airwaves. Absolutely. And the hot sauce category is is growing as a whole, and they all kind of come rise together. It's not really about competition, mm-hmm. and in that way, it's really about everyone bringing something to the table, and then growing the whole category, and then we can all just succeed together, which is really nice. One hundred percent, I agree with that. Uh, that's awesome. And, and, and to uh, to add to that, you know, I found you guys put together. We'll talk about that in a few minutes about the podcast, and that's awesome. That's just proof that you know you guys. It's not a competition. You want to, you know, shine some light and help others that may be running into some of the same challenges. That's that's and, and that's right. what and that's what inspired us to to with this podcast. You know, um, exactly. But let's let's before we go deep into that, um, let's. I got some like I, I mentioned. I got something different tonight. Um, usually uh, we either we bring the the, the food or, or the guests bring the food, but I I, I did got some wings here, and uh, let's talk about your sauce um real quick uh you said um where how do, where does it come from what, what made you create these sauces so as uh, nico here i i pretty pretty simple for a little I, our, our two-year-old in the background is, is getting up so long is gonna like take care of him but i i it was it was really out of a pain point which i couldn't find a sauce that um i had had that had a lot of heat and a lot of flavor i found like a lot of very flavorful hot sauces um lacked heat and a lot of ones that had a lot of heat were ones that you would just have like with your friends to try and take the other person's face off per se but there was no flavor to yeah. it. just like a dare right Man. yeah yeah it's really it's really not a hot sauce it's more of like a pepper mash so you you'd see like certain hot sauces that have um okay like a pepper mash of just Carolina Reapers or were just extract sauces. And this, it's not something that you're going to eat all the time. I like really, really spicy food. And so initially we were just making these hot sauces uh, in our kitchen in Brooklyn for personal consumption and just kept getting positive feedback from friends and family and saying, if you, if you made this, I'd buy it. And at that time period, it had a completely different other job. And that was really how we jumped into the hot sauce world. Right, right, and, and a lot of those share that same story. Um, I come from a Puerto Rican background. It's funny because Puerto Ricans are not known for for eating hot sauce, but um, right, those who do, you know, they have a, like a pineapple a vinegar, hot vinegar, and that's pretty much what inspired me to make, pretty much continue that, but uh, add my own twist to that. And um, so I grew up always having a, like a, there's a rum from Puerto Rico called Palo Viejo. <laughs> and that's typically what you see on, on kitchen tables is an old empty you know repurposed a uh, rum rum bottle um with um pineapple and, and peppers in it right but um yeah it's, it's pretty cool um let's talk about um zero zero point zero zero one yeah so so this is i i would say like our um our take on traditional hot sauce so a lot of heat a lot of flavor um predominant peppers that are in there are habaneros and there's a little bit of carolina reapers that are in there and then a pretty simple ingredient um list as 
like a lot of the people within the food community and chefs that I really, really like, um, it's like doing more with less, right? It doesn't take an incredible amount of ingredients and it doesn't take too much to make something that tastes really, really good. So this is our take on like a traditional hot sauce with that, that fire and flavor. Okay. Right, right. Now, uh, the names, uh, uh, 001, 002, and 003, does, does it increase with heatness uh, as you go up, or is it just different flavor profiles? No, so they're actually going to go down. The 001 is going to be the hottest. The 002 oh. is, would be second. The 003 is going to be third. Um, yeah, it was just a branding element at the beginning that we decided to go with when we were uh, naming the sauces. And then figured that we could use those down the road um if we did let's say a limited run sauce you could you could have a, a 004 or we could do some other different branding element with it but mm. no they, they actually go down and heat okay well we're gonna bite into this first wing which is uh has uh 001 but uh as we do that if you don't mind try to talk about um what inspired this flavor yeah yeah i mean this is get after that wing i'm excited to hear how, how it tastes it, um, this was my desire to create an all-purpose hot sauce, something that could go on absolutely everything that people could use every single day, um, but would bring a different heat profile to the table than, than most people would have. However, not, some, not a heat that over time people would shy away from and that you could eat with, with every single meal. So it was really, really exciting to be able to do that, craft this sauce, this to be like one, your foundational element hot sauce. I, I agree with you, Nigo. The first time when I put it in my mouth, it's like, oh, it has more heat than a typical hot sauce that you see on a table. But it's something like, okay, I want to eat more. It's like, this is not like a regular, you know, sauce. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's a little it's got more heat, definitely. so this is more for people who have a higher tolerance for heat. But it's, it's not too hot that I would not take a second bite. I would take a second bite. One of the things that so like I see what you're talking about, you're trying to get here. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. One of the things that was like really inspiring about it was I don't, if most people have ever like if you ever eaten a Carolina Reaper, um, the first part of that bite is is really um, it's sweet. It has like this beautiful bouquet, right. and then the the heat grows on you. And like any really powerful um, flavoring element, like you don't need much of it to do a lot with. So we, we use a, a selective amount in that is that I really wanted to capture that that powerful part of the pepper and the flavor profile and like give that to people in a sauce that they could consume. This is pretty good, Nico. Um, I, I picked up a, a, a tangy, a, a slight, slight sweet, more tangy. I love the tangy. And, and then the heat came up and snuck up a few seconds later yeah. very good um anthony so my son anthony he he could go through bags and bags of takis like a champ <laughs> with a without a single bag uh, a ounce of water whatever what do you think about those it was really good um like rio said it's not too hot so you just keep on eating it because like it's edible it's <laughs> yeah. edible because like some people take a bite and then like oh no it's too hot don't start wiping their face but no, that is good face. though. It is good. Thanks, man. Let's uh, let's move on to um, zero zero two. Yeah, uh, you want me to give you a little bit of background on this? Yeah. So we, this I feel like like was uh, a love letter to Chipotle. 
and that I feel like a lot of people have a negative um, connotation as to what Chipotle is. And all we have is a smoke-dried uh, jalapeno pepper. And most people like smoked food, barbecued food. Most people like jalapeno peppers and that rich flavor profile. And we think that a lot of people have bad Chipotle experiences, similar to people having bad tequila experiences in college. And that just like ruins tequila <laughs> or it ruins Chipotle. And so really doing that really, really well, there's a, there's a great flavor profile to a good pepper. And there's a, a nice velvety texture that it gives to a sauce. And so this this is that. This is this is what we call our dark horse. Most people think that this they're gonna have a, a preconceived idea as to how this is gonna taste, and then this becomes like their favorite sauce. Um, we love it. This actually was the fire in the the fiery shack burger. We did a collaboration with Shake Shack for Game of Thrones. So this this brought the heat. Oh well, yeah, mentioned that one to that burger. Holy shit! This I find this is higher than the first one. Well, it does have Reaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all. Every one of our sauces have Carolina Reaper. You, the palate might already be just primed for heat at this point, but it's, it's slightly less heat than the than the first one. Okay. Well, this one, yeah, I can smell the smokiness there. So if you want that barbecue, you know, flavor in your mouth, like this is the one you have to put. I love the Chipotle touch on that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. So it's like. If you cook something without barbecue sauce and there's put this like oh it, it totally becomes barbecue <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is uh this is... and then now go ahead no this is this is uh this is one of our favorite this is one of the favorite ones i think of people as they use it more and more yeah i would think that's good like right now it's like you know you you, you pack your grill it's already like fall and winter you don't have grill anymore so cook something indoors and then put this oh hey instant barbecue <laughs> yeah yeah there you go how about you lauren are you uh are you are you a fan of the hot sauce i could not eat number one and number two because of the heat in the very very <laughs> beginning i could only really do number three okay. and then as i started to to use more and more of the hot sauce as we grew the business i realized that like Nico mentioned earlier about um, tequila in college. I learned that like alcohol tolerance, you can also build your hot right. sauce tolerance. And so now I eat all three all the time nice. on everything and also our spice blends I use all the time. But it's in the very, very beginning, the Reaper was too much for me. And now I'm very proud to say that I can eat all the hot sauces without mascara running down my face. And uh, and I love it. <laughs> I'm here wiping I down my too, nose right I now. <laughs> I originally did not think we should do a Chipotle. I did not think that um, I liked Chipotle. And then uh, Nico educated me. I mean, he's obviously, he's talking more about the product than myself because Nico's really behind all the products, all, all of our um, recipes and everything. He is the kind of the right. cooking person in, in our in our relationship and also in, in our business. And so he was like, no, just give it a chance. Um, I think that it, you'll you'll see it's different. And um and I was surprised at how much I like this flavor. And people tell us all the time that they're surprised by like how much they like it as well. Interesting, because like I guess the more you talk about it and the more you explain it, people appreciate it and will be willing to try. Is that something that you can relate to? Yeah, I think education and just letting people know, yeah, that it might be not what they expect. Um, but we never say there's not going to be heat. We always talk about you know that our sauce has full fire and flavor. We never downplay that, and we don't really do mild. I mean. Nico, um, his litmus test everything is like, would I want to eat this? And he likes a lot of fire. So 
Um, we're always very honest right. about our products, but we do ask people to, you know, when we're out with, with consumers and or we're like we teach classes with Murray's. So we're with people who are experimenting with sauces and we always just ask them to like, you know, put any like um, reservations aside and just give it a try. And, and oftentimes people are surprised at how they can handle heat and also how a flavor they might not think right. they like they like or they like it paired with something that um really is complimentary right uh do you guys have pet peeves uh when you're out there um at the shows i know because when i'm at the shows <laughs> you know uh one of the questions that i get asked mm-hmm. and it annoys the shit out of me sometimes is um is this hot so you have signs everywhere saying that you're <laughs> selling hot sauce yeah they, they're asking you is but is it hot Right. Do you have any pet peeves, uh, you know, or we questions totally that, uh, that you know grind your gear? Yeah, I, I think like it it's um for us, I think we have a lot of heat. So I think for us, it's like a fair question. Uh, the, uh, they'll ask is like, well, how hot is it? And they'll say, well, what's the hottest thing that you've eaten, or how's your heat tolerance? And and then we'll get like a litmus test from there. I would say like what's really positive about our hot sauce um, when people try it is that they either like heat or they don't. So we know immediately whether the person like is going to like the hot sauce or not. So we, we get like the funny post reaction. Well, where, some people, they like like it, but it's too hot for them. So you could tell they like the flavor, yeah. but they can't handle the heat. And like, they don't want to say it, right. you know, because we're there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then other people run. Yeah, other people like run to like the... the, the they, they run to get cheese or water. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Milk, something funny. Yeah, I have one with the too. It's like you're not going to eat yeah. hot sauce on a spoon at home, so you have to understand that you're. Right. It is hot, but you're going to be pairing it with something, and maybe you are pairing it with cheese or something that's going to cut the heat. Exactly. Maybe you're pairing it, you know, with avocado toast or whatever it something is. Fatty. It's not going right. to taste like it's going to taste on a chip or on a, on a spoon. Right. Yeah, we were at we were at Fancy Food and like at the booth, it was kind of perfect. It was like a cracker person and there was a cheese person right there so people, in a row we were three different love. brands in a row that were really so you're sending well customers suited. over there yeah we were like go get cheese come back and people <laughs> always come back like okay that was hot but i really like it people who don't have a high heat threshold they were like oh my god and then they would come back no that was really tasty um so it is that is interesting yeah we get that yeah, I get those. Who we are... also have gotten people who have blown our minds because sometimes we have the sauce and like um, in, in a container that's for dipping within these individual like one time only use like, um, would you call them even spoons? I don't yeah. know what you call them, but they're, yeah, they're like sampling spoons. And we've had people come up and like think that they were shot glasses. And we've had a few people actually like <laughs> take like, like sip them. And we're like, oh, oh my wow. God. And we have to like obviously discard the rest of it. And we yeah. have people not even blink. I mean, we had a fancy food, like an older person who came by and just basically drank like it. drank it like a shot and kept on going, like totally unaffected. We were like, you are a badass. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll get those that, uh, that you know, I, I always give them the whole spiel. You know, this is, let's start with our jalapeno lime. It's our least hottest. Oh, no, I want, I want, give me the, the hottest, you know, and it's like, but we got Maruga scorpions in the hottest, you know, be careful, you know. And sure enough, they're they're running out of there, <laughs> right? And then yeah. you got those who who you know, <clears throat> I explained that the jalapeno lines are least hottest, and when they go for it, they're like screaming, "Oh my God, that's your least hottest! Oh my, I can't!" I can't. And then they just walk off, pissed off, right? They, right. They couldn't handle the. the but um, yeah. So this, I we got last but not least, uh, or was it 
Uh, yeah. Talk about that. So this is our like sweet with heat. Instead of um, a white vinegar in this one, we have an apple cider vinegar. We paired the peppers with some pineapple, and there's a tiny bit of cumin on the, the end of that. So you get a um, balanced uh, yin and yang hot sauce. It's 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 pretty awesome. People people really really like this. We have a, a taco collaboration. Um, in Brooklyn, New York with Danny Meyer at his restaurant taco scene with this one. It goes on top of a carnitas taco that the heat pairs really, really well with that uh, that really fatty uh, pork meat and there's some chicharrones on top of that. Um, oh my God. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty good hot sauce. This is my favorite. Yeah. This People is it. my favorite. Wow. This is really, it's, you know what's funny is that as you were describing it, timingly it was perfect because you each flavor that i got you were explaining that flavor you know the pineapples and all that mm -hmm. and i got the cumin at the end cumin at the end just as you explained that <laughs> yeah I like yeah sweet and spicy this is like oh. yeah fruity that. and same time spicy thanks man appreciate it very good i really appreciate it yeah this one's um, on a, a gift guide right now for cosmopolitan magazine of uh things to give to your significant other that you might steal that's that's awesome um talk about that so you've been featured several times in magazines but most recently you were just in a cosmopolitan issue mm -hmm. they um, yeah we were, we were <clears throat> so surprised you were number by three. that one yeah for the number three so we didn't even know we were going to be featured in this it was a total surprise to us we just saw um, some orders come in and, and, and sometimes we're able to see where they're coming from. Um, and we saw that it was coming from, from there. And so it was really cool. And Nico looked it up and, and we realized that we were put, it's not exactly a holiday gift guide yet. Technically they're going to, they may repurpose it for holiday, but, um, yeah, it was okay. like, I think 20 something, um, presents to get, um, your significant other or your, your, your husband or your partner, I think was the, the headline. That you, that you might end up stealing. And um, the editor there, Brooke, and her husband absolutely love our hot sauce. And they've always been super supportive of, of the brand. And um, we were really excited to be included in that without, you know, without, we didn't send them samples or anything. Sometimes we're asked for samples. So sometimes we know we're going to be included in press. And sometimes it comes as a surprise. And this one was a nice surprise. It's a nice surprise. So not a lot, not And she everyone. does steal it from him. Uh -huh. Great. <laughs> So not everyone lets you know that oh you'll be you you'll be featured. No nobody this one is like this happened like they just liked it, but they just featured it and you you just discovered it afterwards. Is that how it is? Yeah, sometimes we're asked for, for samples and we don't know if we will or will not make okay. the cut, you know, kind of thing. And then sometimes we're totally surprised by press. Um we've gotten really really great um press in the two years that we've been around but and and often and, and in many instances like it's been like unsolicited. organic and unsolicited you're totally organic and we're and we're like wow that was really so nice and, and then we reach out and see if we can send more product or if we can support them in any way back or promote the story in any way but um but yeah so it, it can go both ways with press nice yeah check that out guys whoever's listening uh or pick up the <clears throat> check out the cosmo cosmo uh, these guys made it in top three or number three in um, gift ideas for your partner. Um, so so pick up the magazine and pick up the sauce as well. Yeah, man. definitely. <laughs> Not just read an article. Pick up the sauce for the holidays. <clears throat> yeah. So how long you guys uh, been um, in this journey? 
we have been doing this for about two and a half years, I think, at this point. We started in the late spring of 2017, conveniently when we were very pregnant with our baby. So <laughs> a little <laughs> bit nutty, but but um, but a but a parallel path that we took and was pretty awesome. Yeah, so it's been it's been a, a whirlwind since then. I think like the the biggest initial. Um, I would say wins for us at that time period where we got a, a, a holiday gift guide in on Cosmo online. The very first um, thing we got, it was their hot, their their um, holiday gift guide. Which like pushed, it pushed a lot of online sales for us. And we got that at the same time as um, we were placed in every fairway market in the tri-state region. And so that like, nice. at that time period, we were still manufacturing the hot sauce ourselves <laughs> and, and we just came back from the hospital in the same week all three of those things happened at oh. the very same time yeah, so yeah. a lot of life-changing events happening at that time huh <laughs> yes it all happened at once and we were like all right we're doing this yeah so it's like uh, i mean shared commercial kitchen space and and doing um yeah in, in bushwick and the um pfizer building and doing batches with uh with like friends that would help out and yeah, just grinding. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, <clears throat> I remember um, some of the challenges that you faced. Was I remember I, I kind of felt that pain was uh, the kitchen shut down, right? The one of the kitchens you guys were working out of was that out of the blue? Was that expected? Uh, when they... yeah, it was, it was completely out of the blue. So it was uh, we were originally working in a, a kitchen space at six thirty Flushing um, in Brooklyn. Um, this is old Pfizer building and. It was originally called Food Works, and then it, it switched over to Pilot Works later on. I think when when the ownership changed of the shared kitchen space, so it, it had like three three floors in this building, and everything from like a co work space to they had a distribution element. Um, you could it was really great. You could like book online, day of, hourly, um, as booking like time slots and reserve your equipment and everything. And on, I think it was a Wednesday, but whatever the day was, at 8 p.m., we were told that as of 5 p.m., like, the kitchen was shut down for good. And, like, that you would have until the following Wednesday to pick your stuff up or it was going to be thrown out. So, that was, uh, wow. yeah, it was pretty pretty crazy. Like, for us, how, how, we were... How did we, that impact you? How did that hurt you? Or yeah, if, so, if it did... Yeah, so for us, it, it really didn't have much of a material impact. We had already like begun to um, investigate other production, I guess, facilities because the we were okay. outgrowing that facility, and it, it it was really more of a forcing okay. function that forced us to right, um, right. change facilities, increase production size, and 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 forced growth and it ended up being a good thing for us and we were really lucky that we weren't in a place where we were on the hook for something that we had to produce let's say that weekend and right and that's what i was yeah yeah yeah. like if you were a wedding caterer and you had a wedding on saturday night like you're fucked (laughs) it's just and so for for a hundred and i think 77 businesses in new york like that that happened and then they had they had other shared kitchen spaces around the country so other people immediately at the same time period, they, they were looking to raise additional capital and it looked like they just, they couldn't close the round. Um, 
I believe they were raising like 13 million. They got half of it. And the, the, the CEO at the time period is kind of arrogant, took it down to the last minute to complete the funding round and, and just had no other interested investors and probably did not communicate that to his, um, his current like investors. And so the, the investors that had agreed to put in half the financing, like pulled that money and that's what left all these, these entrepreneurs in that, uh, that unfortunate type space. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it all worked the out. The city yeah. was really, really cool. The city was really, really cool at that, um, at, at that time period. And a lot of the, the people within the food community really, really came together from everybody from uh, restaurants that offered like their kitchen space to different individuals to even the, the New York State um, like health department. Normally, you're paying a $400 licensing fee in New York to, to have a kitchen right. and every single time you go into a new kitchen like you need a new license but they waived all of that they got people like the new licenses that they needed immediately it was it was really kind of amazing to to see people come together yeah that was nice that was good yeah we show all departments uh yeah <laughs> i work like that uh we we struggle here in connecticut it, it get it no one's on the same page you know that you got the you know whether you're <clears throat> catering or doing a an event outdoors you know where the fire department has to come and inspect the health department no one's it's, it's just going back and a lot of back and forth um and another issues here in connecticut is uh finding a commercial kitchen. yeah <clears throat> so that's why like when i saw your your post about the kitchen closing that's that was like fuck that sucks because here that happens here mm -hmm. and, and it really impacts everybody because kitchens are hard to come by here and um, luckily, there are some restaurants that are they work late, so you can right. book their kitchen. They'll, they'll allow you to use their kitchen, uh, you know, in the mornings or whatnot. Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, kitchens are not hard to find, and sometimes you find the kitchen. And, uh, yeah, find a kitchen is like the person in charge is not easy to work with. So yeah. that's what I hear from, from other people. <laughs> yeah. The the tough part with the restaurant thing, and like that we would have run into if we were using that, is that like. Uh, towards the end of our production in that shared kitchen space like we were doing batches and they would take 12 hours like the, yeah, the batch wow. size and by the time you you think about production and you're doing um everything in in, in one type of run like when you have a different kitchen space i would say like with our production runs now they, they happen over like multiple days there's like a prep day. Right. There's a uh, a cook day where everything's bottled right. and then, in a bottle. Yeah, and then like, yeah, then you're labeling. So like, that's right. I, yeah. You guys, you guys are in a different space because it's like your stuff's fermented, so um, that right. presents its own type of challenges that right. we fortunately or unfortunately like don't have to to face. Right. Talk about um, your collaboration with uh, Shake Shack and the, the, the Game of Thrones. How did that happen? So the um, Taco Cena is owned by Danny Meyer. Danny Meyer is a restaurateur out of, mm. originally out of New York. And um, his restaurant group is called Union Square Hospitality. Um, and they own a lit, a bunch of restaurants through there. But one of the restaurants that they owned back in the day was Shake Shack. And it was done as a project in Madison Square Park to see if you could bring white tablecloth dining to um, Bass Casual. And that was that original Shake Shack location. 
and it, it blew up. It turned into its own thing. Uh, they spun it off as its own company. It had an IPO that made all of the original partners um, a lot of money, and it still is like an amazing company. So it's even though it's its own company, it still has tentacles to the Union Square Hospitality Group family. So when we did the collaboration with um, Danny Meyer for with Taco Cena. Um, there were people that were working on that collaboration and the formulation of that dish that were part of Union Square Hospitality Group's um, catering uh, and events division. And little did we know, the executive chef of the events group moved over to Shake Shack to become the first ever executive chef of Shake Shack. And just randomly, like, I picked up that he was following us on Instagram. Um, his page is awesome. He's a very, very like cool family guy, super into exercise, like, and just this insane chef. And at the time period, I had no idea that he was going to be at Shake Shack, but thought he was doing cool things and connected with him and asked him if he wanted any hot sauce. And that's when we found out, like, he said he'd already had it. He was part of the the formulation of that taco cena dish. We ended up meeting up a number of months later um, in the Shake Shack Innovation Kitchen. I gave him a bunch of different hot sauce and um, he had tried it. He said he was gonna try it with his team and that that really like their collaborations were, were pretty, um, I would say planned out until the summer at that time period. That wasn't sure if anything could be done, but maybe in the future we could do something with the Innovation Kitchen, which is in the West Village. So what they do with those is they'll do like collaborations with um, uh, different people in food, different people in New York. Um, and they'll do them in that Innovation Kitchen in the West Village and they'll kind of like test them and see how they go. Or, or sometimes just based on like the feasibility of it, how difficult the dish is, it might only stay there. So that was like how we left the conversation. And then I would say like a month, month or so afterwards, I got a, got a text message from him on a Saturday saying like, hey, can you hop on the phone in like the next five minutes? Sure. So we jumped on and um, John Karangis, who's the executive chef, was on with, with Mark Rosati, who's the, the head of culinary for Shake Shack. And they had a bunch of uh, technical questions as to just, supply chain stuff, uh, capabilities, um, timing, timing, yeah, and, and reserves, I guess, at the time period, and said that the, the sauce was in one of their sauces that was uh, competing with, I think, like seven other dishes, so it was one of eight dishes to be this 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 fiery hmm. um, shack dish, which we had no idea what it was at the time period. But like in the next couple of weeks, they'd let us know whether the dish was picked and then maybe they could give us some more information. Um, no. Like a week or two later, John reached out, said like the dish that our sauce was in was picked and that they had to get us onboarded as a supplier for Shake Shack like pretty quickly. So with right, right. when we've worked with like other companies, whether it's, it's Whole Foods or whether it's... Um, uh, fairway or different other restaurants like the onboarding process for some of these companies can be like pretty pretty intense um there's a lot of paperwork there's a lot of 
um, forms that have to be signed and insurance policies that have to be given across. And so for for like Shake Shack with the size of its company, I, we were like blown away with how quickly they're very efficient. They they were able to like make this happen. Also because like they they had to make it happen. Um, right. Okay. And we signed a pretty intense NDA, and then we were told that it was going to be like this dish, and that it was going to be the biggest collaboration that they'd done to date. Um, it was with HBO. We were going to be the sole element of heat in what they were calling their fiery shack burger. Um, it was going to start at one location in Madison Square Park in New York, and then expand across the country. Initially to to ten additional ones, but it ended up being twelve. Um, and it was going to run over a ten day. Um, the one in Madison Square Park was going to be like, I think over seventeen days, and then the one once the rest of the country was going to be ten days. Um, really, was like while supplies lasted, they kept on running out yeah. of product. They kept on having to send different locations more product. It's <laughs> awesome. It's it pretty cool. It, it tripled the the anticipated demand of the burger. Um, Right, that's awesome, man. I, yeah. I try to keep an eye. I know I didn't make it. I work in New Haven, Connecticut, and it didn't make it to that Shake Shack. I was like, oh, I yeah, <laughs> I yeah. was keeping an eye on for it. Yeah, we're we're in we're in like so, constant contact with them about at some point doing another collaboration, hopefully in in a mm-hmm. in a way where um, it could be at more Shake Shacks, and if not all of them, but to be determined. So, Mm-hmm. So for this collaboration with Shake Shack, so they liked your product, and then they did they make the that special burger around your product, or they asked you like you have to change it is what we're looking for. Now, how did that go? Right. So, just, so mm-hmm. yeah, they like the product, and then it's the formulation process. It's a it's a blending of our sauce with their Shack sauce. Um, oh. So there's a, there's a ratio. It's just a dump. So they're taking the, that the zero zero two sauce, and they're dumping it into their shack. Oh, that's sauce. the zero zero two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're taking the zero zero two and they're dumping that into um, into their shack sauce, and then mixing that. Oh. Uh, they prepared it I for us I, the day before. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, guys. They, oh, go ahead, Lauren. No, go no, ahead. no. What were you gonna say? No, I, I was saying like I wish we had this here in New Haven for the Shake Shack that we get it. We're fans of Green of Throne at the same time. Love the burger and love your hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could do it here. <laughs> it was it was really tasty. It, they prepared it for us the day before it went live at Madison Square Park, and we brought um, our baby. And we all were in the innovation kitchen in the basement of that West Village location, and we were blown away by how good the, the the dish was and my my son i forgot how old he was at the time but pretty young and he was like wanting a bite so we let him have like a tiny bite and he was like hot <laughs> then he really loved it and we were like it's it's a dish for all yeah. everyone loves it <laughs> and you mentioned that came with a milkshake right just yeah, to cool it off right. yes we gave him a taste of that too but and we were worried about the sugar crash that was going to come it was all Oh really? Yeah, that was a fire and ice theme for Game of Thrones, so they complemented it with the um, with the shake. But as far as like your question as to changing of any type of formulations or anything for them, it's it's not. Um, uh, for this, we did not have to do that. There are other um, collaborations that we have in the works that would be like, uh, I would say Greenfield products, so products that we're we're developing from scratch 
that mm-hmm. are meant for those collaborations. Like mm-hmm. a, more custom products. Yeah. yeah. A good example of that is like um, we have these spice blends, like our 001B and 002B, and those packets, they're in flexible packaging. You can see them on our website on like the shop page. Those were developed for um, this company called Bespoke Post. It's a high-end men's subscription box, and they were looking for us to come in and provide their users with a do-it-yourself hot sauce kit. Um, and so last, I would say around the holiday last year, we were in Southern California. I originally grew up in, in Southern California, and my dad and I hit like every Mexican market, I think in Orange County, to just pick up different dried ingredients to then create a product that uh, users could turn into hot sauce at their house. And so that was a, um, while the flavor profile was based on two of our hot sauces, that 001 and 002, the, the products were like brand new. And the process as to, to how the users were going to be- uh, It was totally dry product. Yeah, yeah, interacting with those products and turning them into another, another product. So like what we instructed the users to do is like take those products Take the spice blends, take one of them, dump it with 11 ounces of vinegar, blend that for like a couple of minutes, and then heat it, and uh, and then fill it into into the bottle. So, um, and they would have hot sauce that they quote made on at home. Um, but the beauty of it for us was it allowed us to R and D another products, another two products that we wanted to work on anyways, which were spice blends, seasonings whatever you want to call them, dried rubs that, mm. that people can use like all, purpose um, all the time. And, and we've had like very, very good positive feedback uh, from them. Just the other day, I think we posted right after your late night potluck thing. We have a, we have a good relationship with this, um, this guy, Andy, who owns a company called Half Face Blades um, in San Diego, California. And he did a pig roast in, the, in, the, in his backyard, I think, and like used the spice buns on him. Nice. <laughs> but that was totally an, like a happy accident that we were able to repurpose those, that product. Yeah. But that was an example of something where we were asked for something custom, not from our core line. Yeah. So now you mentioned, like, for example, um, uh, I ferment my peppers, and that's, that brings a whole separate, um, you know, complication, uh, especially when you're dealing with acidified foods and whatnot. Right. Um, but uh, you, you guys put together... Um, you guys worked with uh, Anchor. Uh, you guys got Anchor, right? That's what you guys use for your podcast? Yeah, we use Anchor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Let Us Rewind is the name of our podcast. And um, we decided to do it because we were getting so many questions about not just about hot sauce, but about the journey of creating the company and creating not just a hot sauce company, but nice. um, any business. From We were getting questions about... Um, the actual process, like Nico's part of the business, but then also questions about marketing and what do we use on our Instagram? What kind of cat do we use? Cat, you know, special cameras, which we don't. And so we realized that um, through the ups and downs of what we had um, experienced, we could just share that with people, and that might be helpful. And so we talked to people, and they all felt like um, everyone we spoke to was like, "I would definitely listen to that." And we we're like, "Okay." The bigger question is. Do we have enough energy? Because at the time, our son was not sleeping through the night. We're like, do we have enough energy to make it entertaining? You know, like, are we going to be too tired? And you hear us yawning in some of the episodes, and you also hear our son wake up from naps. And it's definitely not a polished um, production. 
but we do our best <laughs> to basically um, educate, um, share, you know, the truth of the good and the bad, and then hopefully inspire people to take, you know, big chances on their own dreams. And, and that's sort of why we did it. I'm sure, I'm sure why you guys do it too, you know? Definitely the podcast, it, it takes a lot of hours, especially when you're doing video and editing. Yeah, it gets... It takes up a lot of hours, but um, it's funny because what you mentioned, uh, I was listening to the podcast, and, and it's so funny because it's so true. My journey was journey was similar, where like I kept running into my bur- you know hurdles as they came along. If I knew yeah. what, like you explained mm-hmm. on the podcast, if I knew what I had to go through to from start to finish, I probably would would have hesitated. Um, or start the business at all right you no know, so i guess it was good that i went so into true. the business and just kept knocking you know whatever obstacle in my way as i came along uh, but i think the podcast is definitely beneficial a lot if you listen to the podcast guys uh check it out and it definitely explains especially in new york and and the laws and regulations in new york is similar to the ones in boston um similar to one in connecticut except we don't have to take some of the classes that you guys had to take Right, right. So, do you have to do like um, then for the fermented sauces? Do you have to do a better process control school? No, that's so that's the school we do not have to take. We just have to um, um, it. send it send a, to the laboratory. Got it's it. crazy though, because like when you go into it, you have no idea what you have to do. It's like you kind of, I mean, Nico would just like look online and be like, "I think I have to do this. I think I have to do that." Like there was no resource at all. It, it, it's kind of crazy. No, and then um, literally, like we've gone to meetings, uh, food council meetings with the health department to see if we can literally make their instructions a second grade reading level, so that because you go to their to their um, website and it's just it makes complete no sense. Um, oh yeah, no, we, we it's totally so yeah. confusing, and it it deters people, and it's horrible because so many people have ideas and then they just get scared and it's like it really that's one thing that we think about a lot that like it really should be that these organizations um instead of being scary and 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 intimidating it should be like a welcome resource like and 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 helpful to people and and it's it's a shame that it isn't and it's we give a lot of credit to everyone who goes through and puts the product out there and like takes a chance and and tries to make it all perfect and you will find that you've made mistakes and then you just have to correct them and keep moving. But some people will be, you know, scared off in the process and not bring a great product to market. And that's a shame. What was one of the, the challenges you guys faced uh, that kind of like had you second guess, you know, questioning whether you guys wanted to continue pursuing this? I think that the, the, the funniest thing that I like we'll talk about to like fellow food entrepreneurs um, that I feel like people don't talk about enough is, is like the first commercial kitchen bash that you do. So you go from like making something in your house where you're like, I've, I've got this down, I've got the formula for this. Like like we know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've sent it off to Cornell. You're like, I've got a scheduled process for this at this time period. I've got like, I'm ready to go. I'm gonna scale this up. And then you're saying whatever you, your scale is, you're going from, let's say five bottles to, to 100 um, or more. and you have this moment where you're in the midst of it and you're like, what the fuck am I getting myself into? Like, what, what, what am I doing? I'm fucking like splashing, burning hot, uh, 
liquid on my skin. It's bubbling. I don't have. Nico has like hives. I mean, it was <laughs> bad. Like, like the, I was like five or six months pregnant. The in no- a hairnet, it was nuts. The notion of like, is this is this worth it? Holy <laughs> hell! Um, yeah, I think that that's that's it. And everybody, I, I didn't realize that you just you're in your own head, so you, you don't realize that other people have a very similar experience to you. I, I don't know if you did or or didn't, or if you missed that. Yeah, you were just like better prepared. No, than we were. No, 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 but from 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 making a small batch. No, go ahead. We can't wait. No, so, so I, I, you know, cooking in a house, you know, just making small batches. And at that time, uh, you know, my customers were, you know, my close friends and families and, you know, word of mouth. And right. I get a phone call. Um, a couple of people tell me, yo, <laughs> your fucking hustle just exploded in my kitchen. Like I turn, I twisted the cap and there was like a fucking lava everywhere. Like I thank god none of it's ever landed in anybody's eyes but right, that shit freaked wow. me out because like holy shit how am i gonna put this on the market and get fucking lawsuits right away like i need to figure this out and sure enough i'm like looking up forums and looking at like what am i doing wrong and uh, that's when where i learned that the proper temperature for pasteurizing my sauce because this is fermented fermented so there's still right. bacteria in there you know feasting on all the sugars and carbonate you know so you know i wasn't um what was i so there was two things it was the 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 ph levels i was you know i had to make sure that it was at below with the four um and uh pasteurization pasteurization you know cooking at at a certain temperature make sure that any bacteria still in there was dead so taking care of those two things took care of that issue but i was freaking out i was like yeah, it's terrifying <laughs> god forbid somebody's terrifying. eye gets you know hot sauce in some oh yeah yeah one of the things that in the beginning nico was talking about insurance policies and i was like oh my god i didn't even think about things that could go wrong like you know you're just thinking about building a brand and then mm. i was like oh wow yeah i guess we do need insurance and we also need to like you know be super careful with the critical control points and all of that exactly what you just said um and of course, we are mindful of it, but you don't know what you don't know, as you just mentioned. You know, it's, you're, you're constantly learning, constantly tweaking, right. and reevaluating and perfecting. It's, it, it's, it's, we're always getting better. It gets it gets worse too, as like you get into some of these other facilities. Um, like when we did the product for Bespoke Post, uh, the facility that we used for the packaging has a, um, a food safety like third party audit from SQF, and it's a level three which is, um, as far as food safety, like it's very, very hard to get. It's very intense. The the particular facility packs out a lot of the U.S. military's MREs. Um, so what they required was every single product that came into their facility had to have the COA, so the Certificate of Analysis. So the the breakdown of it, uh, the, the every everything that we have has like fungus, has bacteria on it, but there's certain acceptable levels, right? Right. And so in order for anything to go into the facility, like from a food safety standpoint, it had to have all these things and like that, that blew our mind. And that was like the first time that we had something that was like that intense, um, outside of just normal critical control points and you having, um, uh, recall logs and lot numbers of all your different ingredients and being able to, to trace that back in the, in the event of like something being wrong. But this is a whole different level of, of like food safety. 
So guys, listening, um, check out that Let Us Rewind is the name of the podcast. And where can they listen? Really anywhere you can listen to podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, uh, Apple. Yeah, anywhere where podcasts stream. Yeah, Anchor, um, the the site that we use um, connects to basically all, all podcast uh, services. Nice, nice. Okay. Yeah, so I check, want- go ahead. Yeah, so like to all our listeners out there, if you're an entrepreneur in food, listen to this podcast. It will help you a lot. I myself, uh, as a food entrepreneur, I'm not in the hot sauce, but a lot of it I can relate to. Everything that you share there is very helpful that I wish I knew before. So yeah, listen to the podcast. I'll take you there, you know. And uh, what I like about it is like you and um, Nico compliment each other. And there's a structure, and you are very clear in everything that you're telling everyone, and it's, it's, it's pretty much direct. Now, who, who, who do we thank for that? Who's the more organized between the two? <laughs> I think it depends on what we're doing, but for the organization of the podcast, it's all Lauren. So, I think it's the two. We're just, we, we have very different skill sets, and I think with the podcast, we we have you know different episodes, different uh, you know one of us will lead based on the content, and I think that's how we. We run the business too, because you know, it, you know, all the food, um, the ingredients, and the you know preparation of different stuff. That's all Nico, but the branding and the marketing is more me. So it really depends on what we're covering. But it's it, thank you for saying that when we first launched yeah, it. I, like I don't know how you guys feel, but we're like, is anyone going to listen to this, or how do we grow an yes. audience? And you know, it's yeah, it, it, we, yes. it's a lot of time. You know, it's a commitment. But we really felt like, and I'm sure you guys do too, that like. The people that listen that give you that feedback like it really helps them and we've gotten such like specific like very specific feedback on how it's helped people and that's been so, really so cool for those questions that you ask do you get them from people or that's something that you just want to get out from nico's from nico <laughs> questions that we ask on the on the podcast on the podcast yeah yes. so i think like at, at, at every single point we get like a dm whether it's um or contact mm, us okay. on the yeah, website right right so we get like a form submission on the website or we get a dm um, or we did that ask me anything feature, you know, the Instagram one when that, right, that right. launched, mm-hmm. we did that Stories. twice. So we got a lot of the same questions. Yeah, and we, we get questions as far as like, how do you make hot sauce? How do I start a hot sauce company? Um, what are these branding things? And, and so it, it just became like if we were. Um, well, how do you do collaborations? How do you find brands to work with? Right, right. And like people um, wanting, I guess, a little bit more color as to. Um, some of the things that we had done and so us being able to provide that was um, I think helpful and also like I, I at least I find if if you're able to listen to somebody else that's done done it done something that you're like trying to do it makes it uh, more feasible for you to do it right yeah you like think like if he could do it right. yeah it's possible so like giving people the the um, uh, some of I, I would say like the inside track and and tips as to like things that we had done and like that could definitely be improved upon and that people could then take and and build on and that would help like that's what we wanted to do and people also it wasn't always questions sometimes it was comments like you're married you work together you guys are nuts like you're crazy <laughs> and like things like that we're like yes we are but this is why it works so some of it wasn't exactly questions right, right. But more com- colorful commentary <laughs> right right yeah, my wife is just, I mean, my, my son, uh, Anthony here, just convinced his yeah. mom to try <laughs> uh, one of our hot, the, the hotter hot sauce, the habanero. Um, 
it has it has a blend of a uh, maruga scorpion and she took it she took it she was actually she was like it's pretty delicious it's just way too hot for her you know uh she goes yeah, as hot right. as our, our jalapeno line which is our least hottest right. so she just recently uh to try it out but she's been scared to try it. in fact when i was used to cook in the house everybody used to uh the fumes would just permeate the whole house you know yeah it's <laughs> permeate <laughs> yeah, no, no uh, but listen, we're coming to a to an. I'm sorry, Nico. Go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say about the fumes and the shared kitchen space. Like, I would definitely have people next to us, and we're like, but didn't love us. Yeah, <laughs> they'd be making ice cream, or they'd be like doing a catering dish, and they'd, they'd be furious. Yeah. Yes, one question I ask when looking for a kitchen is like, how is your hood, your fans, right. <laughs> exhaust? How? <laughs> yeah. Right. So true. Right. But guys, uh, we're we're coming to an end to wrap this up. Uh, how how can the the listeners follow you guys? You can follow us on Instagram at, at Senor Lechuga Hot Sauce. Uh, you can, I guess, we like us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We uh, you can listen to our podcast. Let us rewind. Feel free to send us any direct messages. Website through our form submission on our website or through our Instagram and. Yeah. We try to get back to everybody. We're pretty good about that. I will say that. Okay. We're not good about everything, but awesome. when people no. reach out, we try to get back to people. Nice, nice. Do you guys have any shout outs or any upcoming events you guys want to put up there? Um, holiday. We just wrapped a uh, Touch of Modern um, five day sale, and we'll be doing another one in the beginning of. Uh, December, and then we have, I guess, like holiday gift guides on the horizon, and mm-hmm. a few collaborations that should be like going live in, in 2020 that should be exciting that you'll have to be on the lookout for. Yeah. Now, Lauren, you're you're an entrepreneur. You're um you're in the marketing uh, brand. Yeah. Um, you want to plug in your business? No, I mean, I uh, right now I'm like, I'm basically focusing on the hot sauce and also my baby. So, um, yeah, I think. I mean, my background in my own company really was like a platform that I, I had my own company for 10 years, but when Nico started doing this, it was just so organic that I was like, well, you need Instagram, you need a website. And so I started do, using all my, nice. my skills, like my skill sets against his business. And then we just ultimately, yeah. it became a partnership. And so we just run the business and, and I do a few side projects in beauty fashion still. But if you look at our Instagram, you'll see like it's shot like beauty and fashion, like the color palettes and the story. Um, so yeah, just really taking that and putting it towards this. This is really our focus right now. Awesome, awesome. And you know, raising a good human, <laughs> <laughs> as you've done. Well, thank you for joining us, guys. Um, Rio, how can they follow you? Do you have anything upcoming? Oh uh, yeah, just follow me on Instagram at Love the Kick Snacks. So that's a product that I have. Um, also, I started something about hot sauce. I love hot sauce, so it's like at Spice Action at Instagram so it's a journey of like facing different hot sauce but again thank you Lauren and um, Nico for this and you know we will expect us to follow you and listen to all your podcasts um, upcoming Definitely. we're going on at Spice Action right now to check it out <laughs> you, you, you'll see your hot sauce there soon awesome <laughs> you guys can follow me at davesangrysauce.com uh, or at davesangrysauce on Facebook and Instagram and check out the website uh, once again, check out senorlechuga.com. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Senor Lechuga Hot Sauce. Um, thank you again for joining us. Um, thank you for having us. Thank we you guys it. so much, Rob. Awesome. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, have a good night.
Peace. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us next time. This is a Gorilla Podcast Network production.